And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Welcome to Seeing Red. Hey boys and girls, welcome to Scene Red. This is David K. Montoya. Um, this is an impromptu show. I, I really hadn't thought much of it, but I just found out um, yesterday that my one of my best friends in the world, my mentor, uh, business partner, you know, podcaster, um, Terry D. Shearer, passed away in his sleep yesterday and it's been almost a year since he had that stroke um, and it, his health had dropped down I had actually just saw him in was it January and uh, he had lost a lot of weight and he was unable to speak and he wasn't able to write much um, the only way he was able to communicate actually was through text message and um, the cancer that he had been fighting for years, 11 years total, um, finally got the better of him and I don't know what to say because I, I feel so hollow right now, I just, um, I feel bad. I I don't I don't know folks I just I knew I needed to come in and and say something you know put together something so what I'm going to do is the very last podcast that we did was uh, a sheer darkness episode well actually he did it by himself and I I think that says a lot about his where he was mentally and um what he was going through though in his final final days so I'm going to go ahead and, and as a, a tribute to Terry, I'm going to pa- post that episode and um, I hope you enjoy it. Greetings, everyone. I am Terry D. Shearer. And I bid you welcome to the final episode of Shearer Darkness. Now, before I get into why this is the final episode, just going to say that I'm doing a solo gig again tonight, <clears throat> mainly because I uh, didn't really want to have to sit across from Dave while I'm talking about this episode. I just don't think I'd be able to have someone staring at me on my say a bunch of weird shit or anything, so it's just me and the dog in here tonight, and dog is pretty much stuffed, so he's sleeping Anyway, so what the fuck, where am I leaving? Well, it's been a rough two months. 
depression problems for my entire life. And in 2004, I had a, uh, uh, well, I uh, came down with uh, PTSD, you know. And since that time, it's been even harder for me to uh, function quote-unquote normal fashion. The past six months have been just extremely bad for me. And several things have happened that have uh, increased or made this disorder worse. And I just feel it is time for me to bow out gracefully while I still can do so gracefully. You know, I uh, said last last week, I think, that I was going to stop writing, which I've stopped writing. And I uh, recorded the last news, views, and reviews, the Reaper Rick episode, couple of days ago, and this will be my last podcast tonight for uh, Jaisalman. Uh, it could be temporary, you know, um, but at this point, I just feel that uh, I need some time to dwell on myself a little bit and find out if at all possible, if I can come back from this. And uh, we'll see what's we'll see what happens. I've had uh, a couple of really bad weekends lately and just things have gone downhill dramatically the past six months. It's just been one dramatic episode after another, and I am extremely tired and frustrated by this uh, whole episode, or this, these numbers, the number of episodes, the many episodes that have occurred recently that have just left me feeling so drained and uh, emotionally unavailable, basically. So, yeah, I'm going to have to say goodbye after this episode. Again, possibly for the time being, but at least for now. And <clears throat> part of you know, this, this whole situation. Well, actually, you know, it started three years ago, three and a half years ago now, when I uh, moved up to Idaho and was nearly killed in that uh, road accident in Nevada. That was not, uh, that was not fun at all, and it took me uh, so long to, uh, recovered from all that surgery and everything. So, 
And then, of course, the move to Idaho itself was a freaking disaster. That just made things worse. And then, uh, six months ago, when I felt that I just had to get out of Idaho, I made another disastrous decision and uh, left Idaho, moved back to Orange County, California, and uh, well, I, I thought that was going to be a good move for both myself, my wife, and my dog, and my birds. It turned out to be anything but good, it turned out to just be a fucking disaster of the highest magnitude. So that didn't help either, and it just kept getting worse, you know, it's like once you start rolling downhill, you just build up speed and keep going and keep going faster and faster and faster, and uh, I was just becoming more and more bruised and beaten and damaged by the whole situation. Just one thing after another uh, made things worse. So, being down there was not uh, a good move at all. So, in August, I guess, I uh, left Orange County again and moved back up to the high desert <coughs> where I'm uh, currently mooching off of uh, Dave and uh, his wife. At least, that's what my mother called it. Uh, she wanted to know who I was going to be mooching off of, and I told her, and she says, well, you got to mooch off when that ends. Oh, wait, I'm not supposed to be <clears throat> doing that kind of thing. So, um, anyway, um, things have been you know, good here, but I haven't been, I haven't been good, I've been, uh, just myself, so that didn't, that didn't work out too well, I mean, I'm still here, and I'm usually in a good mood, but, uh, more and more frequently, my depression has just kicked in big time two, sometimes three days, just, you know, I'm able to talk to anybody just because I just feel so bad. And that's not fair to, you know, Dave and his family. So I try to, you know, stay away from everybody and just stay locked up in my room. And I'm sure that's not good for me, either. But, uh, it's a situation where I just don't want to interact with anybody. <clears throat> and so that's pretty much what I've got to do. Um, and while this podcasting may not seem like I'm interacting with anybody, because I'm just talking into a microphone, 
I'm actually interacting with thousands of people out there who, for whatever reason, listen to these podcasts. And while I appreciate that very much, thank you so much, everyone who has um, wasted an hour a week just listening to me, or to read the Rick, or both, I really do appreciate it. I'm sorry if I'm being cynical or anything. It's just uh, that's just the kind of situation I find myself in. But yeah, I'm, I'm interacting with people, um, and even this type of interaction is difficult for me to do. Now it's become more and more difficult as the months have gone by. I was doing pretty well uh, during the summer months. You know, when I first got back down to Orange County, I was pretty happy and I was doing pretty well. And that faded pretty quickly. And it became more and more difficult for me to, again, interact with anyone, even people I can't see. That's you guys out here, by the way. So, I need the time to myself. I assume, I mean, I'm not getting this from a qualified doctor or anything. I'm just, uh, I medicate myself a lot, by the way. So, since I'm not doing well with interacting with people, I figure, well, if I stop that, then maybe things will get better. We'll have to see. I, uh, when I first got up here to the desert, I was uh, so tweaked out, stressed out, depressed from uh, just the two and a half months I was down in Orange County that I just, I was a a wreck. I was a wreck, okay? And, uh, while I thought I was starting to get better, the, uh, the depression seems to be catching up with me for whatever reason, and so I need time to perhaps work that out to certainly, uh, come to grips with the situation. So, I will be departing uh, from the airwaves, at least, for the time being, and I hope that uh, you guys will continue to listen to something. Excuse me. There are other episodes on the Jazomod podcast network that you you might find intriguing. In the meantime, but uh, for myself, I think that uh, it's I've run its course. I've run my course on this. And need some time to wind down, perhaps. So, 
appreciate everyone for listening, and I uh, wish you all the best in your future listening endeavors. Right, and uh, you know, if you feel like it, you can drop me a line, you know, or whatever. I'm on Facebook, Terry D. Shearer, and you can also go to the jazerman.com home page, and there's an area for leaving comments or questions or whatever you'd like to leave. <clears throat> but, uh, well, anyway, so, um, the only other thing that I, uh, really wanted to talk about tonight was, uh, the situation that has, uh, brought me to this point. And I remember that I've done uh, close to 90 podcasts uh, in the past 11 months. Um, I think it's this is the 44, 45. And I did 44, 45 for news, views, and reviews. And then I actually did a couple of, uh, a couple of three sit-ins on, on some of the other programs. Uh, guest host, guest speaker, whatever you want to call it. So, I mean, I've done around 90 podcasts in the past <clears throat> 11 months. And I remember when I started in January, we were sitting through one of the coldest winters Idaho had ever experienced. You know, and I was not uh, happy at all with that situation. But uh, podcasting was... Uh, it was kind of fun. It was a, a nice break from trying to stay warm all the time. Granted, I didn't know what I was doing. Never done podcasting before that. And it took me a few episodes to uh, figure out kind of what, I, what was going on. But I had fun with it. You know, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. It was something to do. Enjoyed talking to people, even if I couldn't see them. Um, but Idaho was really, really, really wearing on me, and uh, we just really, my wife and I, just really wanted to get the hell out of there. <coughs> Excuse me. So in May, in May, when. Uh, I found out my mother was going to require surgery and she was going to be stuck in bed for a few days while she recovered. Um, God, I don't know why I suggested this. Still, well, yes, I do. I don't know why. I suggested that I move down there and take care of her, stay with her and take care of her while she recovered. Because I mistakenly thought that, moving back to Orange County, my old stomping ground, you know, would be the cure for whatever was ailing me. I wanted to get back on my home turf, you know, somewhere where it was warm, for one thing, where it was usually sunny, and uh, 
whatever. I had a lot of memories from down there. So, <clears throat> we, all of a sudden, I mean, like, in, within four days, four or five days, uh, we made the decision, and we were gone from Idaho. Yes, my mother uh, loaned me the money to make the move. I had to in a big old truck and, uh, you know, load the house up and load up the storage shed and get all that shit down across three states and I don't know how many hundreds and hundreds of miles it was, but anyway. It was a, a difficult, difficult effort, and I did most of it by myself. My uh, 74-year-old neighbor from next door up there uh, came over and helped me load up the storage shed. It took us four hours to load it up, and I know it would have taken me eight or twelve to do it by myself. And then, <coughs> my mother wanted me down there like on Wednesday or Thursday. Well, she didn't even send me the money until Tuesday. So then I had to rent the truck, and then I had to start packing the truck up and everything. So I I, uh, I left Friday evening. I left Idaho Friday evening. And I had been up since like 5 o'clock in the morning, packing and getting everything ready to go and shit. So I pull out of Idaho, and I drove 16 hours, you know, straight through, and arrived at, um, probably, oops, let's see, I don't know what time I left, but anyway, it was, uh, around five or six o'clock in the evening, so I'd been up since five o'clock Friday morning, so that's what's 24 and 12 is 36 hours I'd been up driving. And, uh, you know, I hadn't even seen my mother for 10 years, more than 10 years. You know, I hadn't even seen her since I had been diagnosed with cancer. Um, so I, I, I'm dragging all this shit up to the fourth floor, and I, you know, I'm knocking on the door and everything. And I was expecting a, well, you know, a hello of some sort, and uh, she was already up and out of bed because she'd had the surgery several days before, um, and she opens the door and looks at me, and all she says is, well, you still have that grubby old beard. And then she turned around and walked away. And, you know, I thought, well, okay. And now if I'd had any sense at all left, if I had been, you know, using my brain properly, but I was, like, really tired and not thinking clearly, I would have turned around and left right, that, right at that minute. But no, no, I dropped all my stuff by the door and I went over to her and gave her a hug which she did not return, 
and uh, she was pissed off at me because I didn't get there two days earlier. And that was pretty much how the whole fucking two, two and a half months went. Uh, I believe that I got there on Saturday afternoon. I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday night. Um, she was getting ready to go to bed. She finally came over and hugged me. You know, a little bit. And uh, that was the only time. The whole two and a half months I was there that she touched me, I think. But anyway, my family was never very demonstrative, you know. Uh, we didn't do a lot of uh, touching and hugging and stuff like that, unless you consider being slapped upside the head once in a while, a touch. But uh, I was kind of uh, disappointed, let's say. And <clears throat> almost immediately, of course, she started uh, in on my uh, appearance and my clothes and um, the way I looked. And, you know, I had to get new clothes, I had to get new shoes, I had to cut my beard, trim my beard anyway, trim it. And it was just a uh, nonstop barrage of everything. I do is wrong. And at 64 years old, which is my age, she's 80 something, 83, I think. Uh, it just, it just rubbed me the wrong way after what I had done to get down there as quickly as I could. And, uh, it was not a pleasant stay, let me just put it that way. So, as soon as I had made arrangements to uh, come back up to the high desert, I, I left. But in the meantime, this is something I forgot to mention, because this is another episode that uh, caused things to uh, spiral out of control. I'd been there, oh, see, my wife, um, she has her own mother down in that area who needed taking care of. So, since I couldn't bring the dog or the birds with me to my mother's house, one of the stipulations of us moving back down there was that the dog and the birds could stay with her mom in her house. And everybody assured me now I'd be fine. Well, I'm, I'm down there for a little over a week. I think it was like 12 days. My wife calls me up and says that I have to come get the dog. Because her mother wouldn't let the dog in the house. And the dog had been tied up in the backyard for 12 days and nights. Now... My pets are part of the family. They get the same treatment everyone else in the family gets. When I heard that the dog had been left outside, oh yeah, it was summertime. The dog's five years old, and he's always been a house dog. 
when I found out that he had been left tied to a tree for 12 goddamn days and nights, and the birds had been stuck in the garage for that same length of time, I just went fucking ballistic. And, of course, what was I supposed to do? I couldn't bring the animals over to where I was living, but I had to go get them. Because I was not going to let my dog and my birds sleep outside. So I went and I got, um, well actually I, I had my daughter, my daughter helped me out here. Uh, she found someone who would uh, watch the birds for me. So I had to uh, go get the birds and go get the dog. And we took the birds to... It was actually a florist's shop where they had other birds in the shop, so at least they had company. And the dog, I rented a fucking motel room for the dog because I couldn't bring the dog to my mother's apartment, not even for one night. So. And holy fucking crap, did I get shit for that? For renting a room for the dog. Anyway, and then I went and I spent the night in the motel room with the dog. For one thing, I missed the dog. Rusty, I am, I shouldn't be calling him the dog. His name is Rusty, I missed Rusty. I wanted to spend time with him anyway. And... I was able to, I mean, Dave was willing to, you know, take him until I could uh, get up there. So, one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my whole fucking life was to make the two-hour drive up to the desert from Orange County and leave my, my rusty up here. And I'm not saying that you know, it's a bad place to leave him or anything, but I had to leave, and he knew, he knew Dave. Dave had been coming over to our house and, uh, uh, well, when I lived up here in the high desert before, for, like, for 15 years, Dave had been coming over to the house for like, you know, six or seven years, so Rusty knew Dave, and it wasn't like he didn't know who this guy was or anything. But, uh, I didn't want to leave it, okay? And, uh, that was a really hard thing for me to do. And I had a, a little breakdown, I guess you could say, because so much had happened so quickly. First I find out that, you know, Rusty and the birds have been outside for almost two weeks. And I had been told specifically that they could stay in the house and everything would be fine. And suddenly everything wasn't fine. Everything was total shit. So, first I find out about that. And then I have to take the birds somewhere, and then I have to 
run a motel room for the dog just so I can spend the night with them one night. Rusty, the dog. And then drive him up to the high desert so he could have some place to stay because they allow their dog inside. They have another dog, a gold lab, yellow lab. And uh, it was was not not a good week for me. It was probably the worst week I'd had since 2004 when this whole thing broke for the first time. But, you know, and then of course I had to, you know, call Dave every day and check make sure Rusty was alright. He assured me that he was, but I know that uh, Rusty is not really good around kids and they have two children and he doesn't like strangers and doesn't like strange children. Not that his kids were strange, but he didn't know them. You know what I mean? Plus, he had people coming over all the time to do podcasts, so I was just worried sick. <clears throat> and my uh, mother didn't make things any better for me while I was trying to figure out what to do. So I finally just said, look, you know, I gotta go. And she was haranguing me about money anyway, paying her back and paying her rent and buying food and everything else. So it was just time to go. So I did. I went. And, uh, but by the time I got here, I was already in such a, a foul, despicable mess emotionally that uh, I'm surprised I lasted as long as I did without <clears throat> uh, breaking down or blowing up or whatever. However, you know, now I have Rusty and the birds here. And, uh, anyway, I, I've got to uh, work on my, my own shit here for a little while. So, again, I, I regret that I have to leave you with nothing but dead air, perhaps, for the next millennia or whatever. But, again, I, I thank you, one and all, for your patience and your listening. So, I want everyone to take care out there because it's a vicious, vicious, miserable fucking world most of the time, and perhaps someday soon I may be haranguing you again, you never know, but for the time being I'm going to say my final good night to everyone, and wish you all well, alright, thanks again, and good night. Alright everybody, that's it, um, on my part, I hope you enjoyed that episode, you know, Terry and I had been friends since 2003, so uh, 13 years we had been friends, and uh, he had taught me so much, and I, I couldn't, I, I could never repay his kindness and his generosity and his, the wisdom he shared and his friendship. And I'm sincerely, from the depths of my soul, going to miss him. 
So that's it for this time around, kids. Um, hopefully I won't have no more special episodes to commemorate anybody. Maybe next time it'll be Rebecca, Aaron, and I, and we'll be back in the saddle and, and doing our, our regular shows. All right, that's it for this time, kids. I'm David K. Montoya, and if you were a fan of Terry D. Shear, then you might be seeing red. Goodbye, my friend. Welcome to Seeing Red. Say we didn't warn you.